Hello and welcome back to the Clear Cruise podcast. Now this week, fresh from their climb up Mount Kilimanjaro, Andy Harmer headed to my hometown of Bath to meet up with Miles Morgan from Miles Morgan Travel. They sat down to talk about how the industry has changed over the last 30 years, as well as why Miles still has faith in the high street. Enjoy. So uh, I'm lucky enough to be here in the beautiful city of Bath with none other than the legend that is <laughs> Miles Morgan. Are you exaggerating already? No. So you're not, and you're not only a travel entrepreneur, and we'll get to that, as well as a great supporter of cruise and stuff, you're also a renowned mountaineer person because <laughs> uh, only last week we were on Kilimanjaro together. We were. Um, I wouldn't put myself down as a renowned mountaineer because oh, I won't be doing it again. <laughs> no, me neither. It was a challenge though, wasn't it? Um, it was probably more than a challenge. It, it was the physical challenge I was expecting yeah. and the wet camping challenge I wasn't. And that was the bit that really... Torrential rain. That was tough, wasn't it? Yeah, really tough. Mm. We'll move on from that. Yes, quickly. Uh, we're in one of your shops. You have a network of a few shops now in the area. So, how, so let's go all the way back. How did you start off in travel? Uh, I left school and I was a market trader. Were you really? Yes, I was. I was selling Shaking Stevens and Adamant badges <laughs> during that era Loved in the Loved Adamant. Oh, yes. It was great. Great. Uh, and, uh, but I was only working in the summer and then I had a little bet with my sister when there was an advert in the paper for a job at Pickford's Travel. Oh, Pickford's? Yeah, I do. And uh, I got the job. And uh, that was the start of my journey. Um, down in Devon, on the on the quay in Biddeford, next to the Wimpy. Wow! wow. And uh, that was it. That was how I started. And history was made. It um, was. And what? So from there, you obviously weren't there for that long, or were you there? You, that was your apprenticeship, your knowledge gaining period. Where did yeah. You, where did you go from there? I only did twelve months there, and then I moved up to the big bright lights of Bristol uh, right. and joined um, Baker's Dolphin, oh, yeah. who uh, a, a minipool back in the day with. Well, when I joined, about twenty shops. And when I left 13 years later, they had 60 shops. And yeah. then a month later, it was sold to First Choice. And of course, uh, yeah. mashed into yeah. the big machine. And then you did a lot of your uh, work at TUI. Yes, yeah, so um, I joined TUI um, as the managing director of one of the little subsidiary divisions, Travel House, down in Swansea. And very quickly learned that uh, when you join these big organisations, Reorganisations happen on a frequent basis. Yes. So my managing director role lasted four weeks oh, really? um, before a reorganisation <laughs> said that job doesn't exist anymore. Really. So I had the chance of becoming the managing director of Lumpoly and their eight hundred shops or whatever it was at the yeah, time, yeah. or applying for the unfashionable job as uh, direct channels director, which was looking after call centres and the website. Quite ironic now when you look at web distribution, sure. but that yeah. was actually the secondary role wow. back at that point. And I thought, well, um, John McEwen's the managing director, running these 700 Lump Polys. Um, I'm running 40 travel houses. Am I likely to get the role? No. So um, I pitched in for the job running the websites and the call centres, and, and I got that job, yeah. So And I did that for, for 12 months before John moved on, and I started running the retail distribution as well. So I ended up distribution director doing all the different bits of uh, to it. Uh, and retail presumably hasn't changed that much from those days, or has it? Has it moved on a lot? No, it hasn't moved on a lot. Actually, very, very little has changed with retail. The same principles apply. It's all about people. It's all about knowledge. The the only bit that's changed probably is tech. Right. So you know, making yourselves more available to customers on every channel. You know, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Insta, 
whatever. So it, it's a modernization and it's a sort of quiet evolution, certainly not a revolution, because the same, the same principles totally apply. And was it slightly easier then in those days of people only being able to really do their research with the travel agent and reliant very much on their experience or... Or is it is it not changed that much at all from a customer no, perspective? From a customer perspective, the, the the options open to a customer are huge now yeah. in terms of availability and ease to book. For for the travel agent, when I look back to those times, the competitors were other travel agents, right. and the the dangerous weapon was discounting. So your margins just dropped and dropped and dropped. Now, for a high street agent, there are so few high street agents. Yeah that that discounting element is nowhere near as bad. So the threat is customers booking direct mm. and the only way is to, is to gain their trust with your knowledge that, that they want to come back and book with you. But um, yeah, the, the, the kind of uh, the, the rules of the games have changed yeah. a little bit, but, but the core principles are still identical to what they were you know, 20, 30 years ago even. And when did you first have in your head that, that you wanted to have your own retail shops? Um, I guess I, I spent a lot of years trying to climb the greasy pole um, in the corporate world and, and did that and I, and I got to the, the distribution director yeah. position at TUI and bizarrely, and we were chatting about this before the interview, bizarrely what happened was I, I realised that I'd become so removed from travel, so removed from customers, so removed from staff and after about 12 months in the role I realised that that was, that was the bit I actually enjoyed. Yeah. So uh, my career had developed well, but then I'd lost the, the element of love for it. The reason and, and you joined the, in yeah, the first place. Yeah, the reason I joined in the yeah. first place. And so it was as a result of that, I thought, you know what, I've just got to change this. this is, I'm, I'm not enjoying it any longer. And so the big coin flip was Garden Centre Travel Agency. It was, it really? Was, it, yeah, it absolutely was. Garden Centre or Travel Agency. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I love I love my gardening, and uh, my my sales career started on on the market yeah. selling plants. So that was what I started doing. And friends convinced me that it's quite tough running your own business. So go for the bit you know best, which is right. travel. Right. Don't yeah. muck around with, uh, with with plants. And was it as tough as? Do you remember it being really tough when you first started, or was it just excitement and just you trying something different? No, it was worse. <laughs> was it, really? yeah, it was like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it can't have been that bad. Can't <laughs> so have been that, that bad, bad really. It, it was. Um, <laughs> you, you start with great enthusiasm, and that, that enthusiasm actually, the, the wonderful thing is that enthusiasm is still there for me 13 years later. I've carried that through. Yeah. Um, but the first two years in particular were pure hell um, <laughs> because you, you're running your own business, it's your own money. Um, you, you think you're fantastic and it's going to be so easy and of course it never is yeah. uh, your business plan you may as well rip up after the first six <laughs> months and start again and so you know to say that the first two years in particular were challenging would be an understatement it it, it tests your self-confidence like nothing else I don't think and the pure pleasure of coming through that is just wonderful but you can see how so many businesses fold inside 12 yeah. months, 24 months, because it, it tests you both you know, emotionally, physically, financially, everything stretched. And you, you have to have a lot of drive and determination just to keep going. And that's why anybody that runs a business, I have huge admiration for, because yeah. it, it's not easy. And did you, and was most of that pressure financial, or was it people, or was it just trying to grow from from zero i guess it was probably 
the financial stress is there because you know you you do your business plan you rip it up after six months you look at the numbers you factor forward and go oh that's nice well i'll be out of my house in uh, 24 months then yeah. and and what that does it, it really does focus your mind you have no option but to focus your mind and i think you know the the bit that pulled me through was um was probably the staff that worked for me and and their belief in me was yeah. obvious and and the fear of letting them down. So you, you keep grafting and you keep pushing because you think, well, the guys believe in me. I've got to be able to make this happen. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I, I look back now and we've still got um, over 10 people that, that, that started with me 13 really? years ago, yeah. still working in the business now. Um, so you must have done something right. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that makes me feel great as well. That, you know, people have stuck with me and, and believed in me and, and the business has grown over those years. And it's very easy now we're 13 years in we're like a mature business yeah. you can forget how tough those first two years were but um yeah they were hard and was there a moment that you suddenly thought this is going to be all right was there a or an incident or something that happened that made you think Do you know what we're going to be all right no i can't say there was, it was I, a I, thing. and and, and I, still today that probably, and this is a bizarre thing to say, but probably the, the fear of failure now still motivates me more than the success. It sounds a crazy thing to do because, oh, yeah. you know, even now the, I look at the sales every few hours, um, <laughs> certainly every day, and, you know, you only have to have two bad days in a row and I say, oh my yeah. God, is this a trend? Yeah. Is this going to happen? For, you know, and so that is constantly on your shoulder all the time, chipping away like, oh God, you know. And, and, and that's a massive motivator for me because, you know, but you might be a good business today, it doesn't make you a good business right. tomorrow. So you have to be on your game all the time. And, and the sort of ethos in the business that we have is when the, when the new financial year starts and it started nine, nine weeks ago, we have to have in there plans and new things to bring yeah. in to make us successful next year. Because the feeling is if you just simply do what you did last year, you don't stand still. You actually go backwards yeah. in, in this world. And so it, you're constantly trying to evolve. You, you said you still have some staff who started with you. Do you still have some customers who were your initial customers with you? Yeah, we do. And, you know, the, 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 there's funny little stories and things you remember. You know, cash was um, obviously very tight in the first couple of years. And, and one of my favourite little... Which I don't know why I'm saying it's a favourite. It's definitely not one of my favourites. was um, we booked a chap in one of the shops and... Um, he was going to the Maldives for Christmas and New Year and uh, understood he was on an all-inclusive basis. Right. Uh, he was actually on bed and breakfast. Um, that sounds like an expensive mistake. <laughs> it was a whopper. So yeah. it cost us £4,000. Um, but the, the principle I've always had with the business is when we do wrong, we put it right. Yeah. And so I simply coughed the £4,000 with a huge group, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, and... Um, that client still books with us now um, so and them. we've got that money back right. and some yeah, yeah. over the period and and it's a good principle to live to because you know you know when you're in the right you know yeah, when yeah. you're in the wrong yeah, and yeah. I think if you if you look after customers as you you'd want to look after your mum or your dad yeah. it, it ain't a bad ethos for you and how have, how have customers changed over the 13 years that you've been here as your business have, have they has their demands changed or what they're looking for changed yeah I think um They've probably got more demanding. Um, I mean, we open seven days a week till 10 o'clock at night um, because we have to be there when the clients want to be there. And it's surprising how much sort of stuff, as in bookings, 
and issues that we pick up in that period okay. from the fi traditional 5.30 and the 10 o'clock and, yeah. and the difference that makes. So you know, there's demands from customers in terms of accessibility and bookings and also the, you know, the, the, the kind of threat, if you like, that they give about, oh, you know, I can get this cheaper online or whatever. And, and that's something that we've, we've grown to live with now over the years. And um, we're, we're bold now. We don't fold anymore. When people talk Good. price to us, Good. we back ourselves and our service and we back to that back and say, well, I think I'm worth it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and that's a bold thing to do. And it's something that the, the staff have developed that skill over time to, to back the quality of their service over being 50 quid, 100 quid difference or whatever. Because we, we don't buy our business in our shops and never have done since they won on price. Because for me, it's not really You're a not sustainable model. Price. Oh, and that does sound counterintuitive to some people to turn the booking away. Mm. I understand that. Mm. Um, so how important has Cruz become? Cruise has, um, was always around. We always yeah. did a little bit of Cruise. Um, different 13 years ago, though. Very different. Um, <laughs> and what we've seen over time is the sector has become really attractive to us, both ocean and river, because it's quite confusing still for clients. Yeah. Um, so they still don't understand about dining times and differences in cabins and itineraries and what the difference is between, you know, what's the difference between Azamara and Celebrity, right. you know, those sorts of things. And it ain't easy to Google that sort of stuff. No, you can't, you know, tell yeah. me the difference between Azamara and yeah. Celebrity. You can't find it. And so, you know, it's become really important. It's a big chunk of our business right. now. It's about 35% of our business. And it's still growing right. and we invest a lot and we love you, you do, for, yeah. for what you do Thank because you. you know building up our staff knowledge and expertise is crucial to yeah. us being able to do what we do to get customers to come in support us back us yeah. and understand the value that we offer right. in it all yeah. because I, I think probably single-handedly the cruise lines have been trying to do more direct business and it is growing obviously but they haven't found it as easy as the two E's and the Jet Twos right. have right. In, the, in the package holiday market. Yeah. And you mentioned River because, uh, in fact, behind Toby, who's filming, it says the home of River Cruise, which is a fairly recent thing. So River Cruise is big for you too now. Yeah, I mean, River Cruise is, you know, still in, in, in theory, yeah. it's 10% of the, the ocean cruise market. Yeah. But it's growing. And I guess what it is, is all of us within the business love the concept. We can understand why it's a lovely concept. Yeah. We can understand why customers would like it. We can understand why customers would repeat purchase. And so we're putting a lot of effort into it because we think it's a winning horse to back. Yeah. Um, because A, customers will like what we book them. Yeah. B, they'll come back and book. C, it's nice booking values. It's not discounted. It's yeah. got every attribute that we love yeah. about a, a, yeah. a part of the travel business. Do you have a, pref a preference for your own holidays, ocean or river? Ooh, that's a tough question. I know, that's a um, bit mean. Probably ocean. Um, you still enjoy the ocean. Yeah, sim simply because of the, you know, the diversity of what you can do. And, you know, river is growing all of the time. Still, the core is the European offering, yeah. but it's growing. Yeah. But obviously, with ocean, you can do a lot more. And there's still a lot more differentiation in, in ocean than there yeah. is in river. Although that saying, and we're, we did our staff training yesterday and... Um, Avalon came along and um, were doing a piece for us yesterday and it becomes very obvious that the river cruise lines are doing exactly what the ocean guys have done and they're signposting increasingly yeah, yeah. that customer's on that ship, that right. customer's on yeah. that ship and again when, when that happens it's great for us because yeah. if we know our stuff and we right. can tell, you know, customers come in and say, you know, 
think of the book in this Riviera and we know them, we go, I'm not sure that's right for you, right. you maybe you should try this one. Yeah. And, and when people then come back and go, yeah. oh, that's fantastic, yeah. I'm so glad you changed what I did. That's what we're yeah. all about and what we offer. I do like a river cruise. It's so relaxing. I'm sure we had this conversation last week, but it's uh, but they're both great holidays, of course. Yeah, they are. Um, after 13 years, you're obviously not standing still, though, with the business. So what's next? What are you up to? Uh, still expanding. So um, this very morning, I was um, touring betting shops yeah. in Gloucester. Of course. Um, Fr- purely from a work perspective. Oh, from work. I'm glad you put me right on it. <laughs> yeah. um, picking up the keys for our new shop in Stroud that will open on the 30th of this month. Fantastic. So that will be shop 18. Um, still looking at other opportunities, uh, looking at some other exciting online opportunities for the business. So, you know, fundamentally we're a high street business, yeah. but actually we fulfill quite a lot of online business as well. So we've got some very successful websites with a cruises from concept. So yeah. we do cruises from Bristol, cruises from Liverpool, okay. cruises from Portsmouth. We're looking to expand those. We're also looking to expand in some other areas of business. So. I'm probably more optimistic now than I've been in really? many a long year about the future of the company. Despite the B word and everything and the uncertainty that we're going through at the moment, do you think? Yeah, the, the B word is, uh, for me, bloody annoying. <laughs> yeah. um, for most of us, I think. It's it is, annoying. yeah. But for a business owner particularly. From a so. business perspective, it's caused last year, we, our sales have been constantly driving massively upwards. It's been a bumpy upwards this year for right. the first time ever. Pleased to say another record year again Good. last year, and the start to this year has been nothing short of sensational. Good. Brilliant first nine weeks. But the B word, I think, could also stand for boredom. Um, yeah. And I think we're reaching that point with clients where they can't carry on putting off decisions. No. And so I don't know whether the first nine weeks of our new year are to do with that boredom factor, right. but something is triggering a big behaviour change and people deciding to buy. And it, and it isn't just the Thomas Cook effect because it's happening in shops where I didn't have a Thomas Cook in the town. Right. They're flying just as well as shops that had a Thomas Cook. So I think there's more to it than that. You mentioned Thomas Cook and uh, I know we're running out of time, but um, your belief still in the high street is still unshakable. So presumably you believe that there's a future in the high street. Yeah, I think um, that's been unwavering. I think when I started 13 years ago, the, the, the internet boom was starting to explode and people thought that high street agents were dead in the water yeah. and that perhaps I hadn't seen what was coming. But I always believed if you had great people, yeah. you would always do well. And by great people, I, I don't only mean the product knowledge, I mean the personality and style of the person. And, you know, we had our training three days this week and I am so amazingly proud of the people that work in the business because... They're all the same, but they're all totally different. Yeah. Um, and the bit that links them all is just their passion, smiliness, determination. They just love what they do, and, it, and it's obvious they love what they do. And I think providing that I can carry on with that combination of knowledge and smiliness and energy, absolutely. Because you've got to think, well, why should somebody bother coming in? Why should somebody yeah, yeah. get in their car, drive into town, feed the meter, walk all the way under an umbrella into town to see us in January. And the answer can only be because the people are so great, they want to share their holiday booking experience with us because they know we'll look after them, we know they'll advise them, recommend the right things for them, they'll come back to book. And so, summary answer, absolutely unshakable. (laughs) Unshakable, that's a great, uh, great sentiment to finish on. 
Um, but clearly your staff follow in your own footstep of you know unshakable and you know belief and people and knowledge and everything. So congratulations on what you've done. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all from us this week. Thank you to all our listeners throughout 2019 and thank you to Miles and Andy for taking part in this week's episode. Now looking forward to the new year. What are you excited to hear about and who would you like us to talk to? Let us know your thoughts by reaching out across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. Thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz. As always, we'll see you next week. Happy cruising.